Mastriano was at the insurrection and he was photographed breaching one of the restricted areas. Is that okay? Which area? Because I saw a video where Capitol officers yes. were taking away barriers and unlocking doors. doors. So, so that's, I mean, I, they opened the gates. So and it shouldn't be disqualifying for an elected official no, no, if they no, participated in January 6th. He didn't, he didn't strike anybody. He didn't hurt anybody. Yeah, and the only one that died was a protester there, not a Capitol police. An unarmed officer. female veteran. Which that's the only one that died. That's well, the only one who died. A police officer did die. No. It was a stroke. Attack. That's not. That's not, not on site. Caused by that, that's because right. he shouldn't have been a police officer. It was one woman. So, what do you him. make though overall of January sixth? I mean, it was watching that footage. It was pretty disturbing. I mean, there were people throwing excrement at the walls, and it was our, you know, it's the Capitol. That it looked a lot true. like Antifa's actions. Yeah, it looked a lot, of, except on a much smaller scale. It looked the same as the. Black Lives Matter rights. That's it's what a, I saw the similarities to be. Minneapolis burns. Kenosha burns. But so it's okay Waukesha just because burns. just because I, one side that you no, disagree with. I'm it's saying okay Antifa for, infiltrated. Good for one, it's good for the other. Anybody I don't who see harmed anybody, anybody who caused property destruction, that needs to be dealt with. Yeah, but if you're there your making side. your voice heard at the right. people's house, no less. Yeah. That, I, that's again, it's a fundamental constitutional right of an American citizen. And people should not be being held political prisoner uh, because of it. For misdemeanors. That's I mean, East Germany. That's East Germany. Tactics. Yeah, that's what's scary. It was an actual fiery but mostly peaceful protest. And the other ones that were the opposite. Was the protest legitimate our, in your our eyes? administration, because... I feel like, is using it as their Reichstag fire. Yeah. That's exactly what they're using it as. Mm -hmm. Do you think that President Trump could have quelled the violence that day? Not him. I, I don't think no. so, no. Think so. It started while he was still speaking. I was actually there. I, I, I was there to, to see what I thought was going to be the last time I ever saw Trump. Little so did he tell everybody to go and, and start rioting? No. I didn't think so. No, and, and it actually, um, I, I, I stayed for the whole speech, like, a ton of people did. Mm -hmm. And then we all headed to the Capitol because he said, let's go to the Capitol and, and peacefully let, peacefully let our voices keyword. be heard. And we get to the Capitol. And we're like, what the hell's going on? Because it had already happened. I'm pretty sure I saw Democratic operatives instigating people to oh, cross totally. barriers. At least my grandma from Dalton, Georgia, would have said of you, well, she sure kicked a hornet's neck <laughs> yesterday, didn't she? You did. Uh, you did. Yeah, people on the left uh, pulling their hair out, uh, uh, you know, ready to jump out of windows. You had people on the right talking about how mean and angry you were. Uh, and and there were others saying that that you were owned the lib, <laughs> who, of course, like libertarian conservative. So you're saying she did a great lifetime job. Republican Elise Jordan, mm -hmm. like was owned by those people that said, yes, I believe the moon was made of cheese. And she just sat there dumbfounded. She didn't know <laughs> what cheese, cheese, they think the moon's made of. And somehow you were owned because some people followed conspiracy theories. I mean, 
maybe I've made it in the world now that I'm a corporate media hack, apparently. Maybe that's a, you know, I've really arrived. Uh, I think it is a sign, though, that we are talking about topics that we need to address, that it has hit so many nerves. And we saw, you know, on the day when we did the crime segments and we heard directly from black voters in Philadelphia and their thoughts on crime. And we heard from swing voters in Bucks County on crime. And we heard a lot of consensus about and worry about the rising level of crimes and that crime and that hit a nerve too. So I think we just need to keep talking about we do topics that are uncomfortable, but need to be addressed. How late is too late for this kind of an intervention? Uh, we're, we're 15 days out from the election, and obviously you're asking for immediate relief from the courts. Do you believe the courts can act quickly enough, the courts can be sort of nimble enough to intervene in a way that will protect voting rights in enough time to make a difference? I do. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, Rachel, we heard uh, that the court has scheduled a hearing on this motion tomorrow morning wow. in Arizona. So we're glad to see the federal courts are stepping in and stepping in quickly. You know, after Donald Trump lost his election fair and square, the courts played an important role in uh, in making clear that the out- what the outcome of that election was. Donald Trump then unleashed um, vigilantes to storm the Capitol. And now we are seeing the return of that vigilantism organized by the same uh, factions of the Republican Party that were at play then. And we need the courts once again to step up and take uh, uh, take take this seriously and prevent voters from being disenfranchised. Okay, right there. That's Mark Elias. He's the evil genius architect of the big steal uh, with the mail-in ballots. That's him. Um, and they're getting the courts to intervene. They understand they're not on their back foot. They're back on their ass. Okay, they have been blown out across uh, everywhere they're looking. There's no place to hide. Lead story Politico this morning. Item. Uh, the Democrats are absolutely panicked that African-American voters are not turning out to support them. Stacey Abrams is going to get beat by eight, nine, ten points in Georgia. And there's a huge story in The Hill that talks about the the more, let's say, establishment candidates of Sununu and and Kemp and uh and DeWine in Ohio, that they're winning by such big spreads, such huge spreads that um, that you um, that they're t- taking the MAGA Senate candidates across the line to a lot to get to uh, right there is uh, the beginning. She was not owned. She was outmatched just on facts. What I'm so proud about that that panel is that they actually had the receipts. And you see, once again, uh, the, the, the mainstream media never wants to talk about the details of the facts. Okay, and you saw that pathetic performance. Oh, we need to have a conversation. I think I don't know if we need a conversation. I think the mainstream media needs to listen to the American people because Morning Mika and Morning Joe and the entire MSNBC crew led the Democratic Party down the road to perdition on the wrong issue set for two years. And you're about to get crushed. You're about to see the destruction of the Democratic Party as a national political institution is because the mainstream media and big tech uh, enabled their worst elements, and the American people are are having a vote. They're weighing measuring this right now. <clears throat> it's Tuesday, twenty five October, River Lord, twenty twenty two. Huge day, two weeks obviously from game day, but massive today as far as debates go, engagement goes, campaigning goes. Want to start? We've got the great Alex DeGrasse has got more breaking analysis. He's done such a great job here over the last four, five, six weeks. 
I want to start with Mark Mitchell, uh, Lee Pulser for Rasmussen. I, I want to talk first, Mark, uh, get a general sense thing, but really go, you breaking news as you put out the Pennsylvania poll that you told us last week when you did Nevada. Walk us through this Pennsylvania poll and, and where we stand on the night of the one and only debate between the cyborg uh, Fetterman and Dr. Oz. Yeah, I, we're going to have to pull this one again, to be honest. We, we talked about Nevada, and there were some very clear takeaways from the Nevada poll. This one's a lot tougher to read, and Pennsylvania looks like it's just in a different situation. First, I'd say it seems like a much more partisan state than Nevada. There's a higher level of party ID for both re- Republican and Democrat. And in this poll, we weighted them about equally, but independents aren't even 20% of the electorate. And I, I think also because of that, I haven't seen the same trend I've seen from a nationwide perspective where there have been voters who have left identifying with the Republican Party, called themselves more independent and caused the independents to vote more conservatively. So here, when I look at the independent results, they're, they're pretty much you know even, whereas in Nevada, Republicans were up almost 30 points among independents. So, you know, everybody's looking at the candidate races and we have results, um, you know, for Senate and governor. And our results are relatively in line with what I see from other pollsters from a Senate perspective. But I think the news here is that we have the governor race a lot closer than everybody else. So I maybe we should start with that one. We have Shapiro up by three, which is probably the smallest lead that anybody's given him yet. Uh, Doug Mastriano is at 40%. Now, there's the challenge, right? He's only behind by three, but he only has 40% of the vote. So we have 6% of the voters say another candidate and 10% still, with not very long to go till the election, 10% saying not sure. So here's where it gets tough. What's going to happen to the not sure people? Are are they going to break right? Are they going to break left? Are they not going to show up? Uh, and then the party breakdowns are kind of interesting, too. Um, Shapiro is getting 20 percent of the Republican vote in this poll. And Mastriano is getting 14 percent of the, the Democrat vote in this poll. And they're both pretty much even with independents. But 37 percent of independents say they're not decided. So here's where I need an expert in Pennsylvania to tell me, you know, what's going on there? Is it because these candidates don't have name recognition or people just they don't care about this race like they do in other states? Uh, moving on to, to Senate, it looks a little bit better. Hang, hang, hang on, before yeah. before hang on, before we go to the Senate, let me just your forty percent is roughly where I think CNN's got a poll. Some people have polled that he's down ten, twelve, fourteen. I think one's got him sixteen down, but the constant number is around the forty percent for Mastriano, um, and and another constant number is that there's a not a small part of of registered Republicans that are at least saying they're going to por- support Shapiro. The difference in your poll and everybody else, you're the first one to show Shapiro significantly below the 50%. Walk me through that. How comfortable are you with that number? Because th- this makes you an outlier. But the big outlier is you've got a big delta between where other other people have Shapiro either closer to 50, maybe even some over 50. Rasmussen does not. Walk me through that for a second. I mean, he gets 30% of the independents. So that's you know, third, so that's about six points, right? And he gets three quarters of Democrats. So that's, you know, like 30 points. It, it, and, and he picks up a little bit of Republican. So like you're into the, you're into the low 40s, right? That That's that's what people say. Now, when they get in the voting booth, are they going to vote straight ticket red and blue? Like probably more than in what they tell us in the poll. 
But, uh, you know, he's just not anywhere near a majority yet in, in, our, in our poll. And I can, you know, what g- gets interesting and kind of anchors this is when you look at some of the other questions that we asked that show that this poll, from our perspective, isn't an outlier with our, our polling. So the, uh, another big headline here is it isn't the one I led with, but it, it, the Republican candidates are struggling. Generic ballots pretty much tied up in Pennsylvania, but Trump's winning over Biden rematch by six points. And that matched the same trend that we've been talking about, you and me, with Trump outperforms in generic ballot. Generic ballot outperforms the Republican candidates. And it's, it's you know, there's room for the Republican candidates to do better. Um, you know, it could be there haven't been enough ads run. It could be there isn't the name recognition yet. Um, we're not saying in our polls, like, do you want to vote for Doug Mastriano, the Republican candidate? <laughs> so there is that aspect to it in the midterm election. But then you get into, like, if the person doesn't even know what the candidates are for, the, you know, the top two ticket, you know, pe- people on the ballot, are they going to show up or not? Um, okay. yeah. talk, talk, talk to me about the Senate race, uh, the cyborg versus Dr. Oz. Uh, so we have Fetterman with 45 and Oz with 43, uh, two point race within the, the margin of error. Um, and otherwise a pretty, you know, pretty similar to the governor race. So there's still a relatively high level of not sure, but the candidates have, you know, better recognition, presumably, um, not as many, you know, crossover voters. This one's a little bit more partisan, although there is still a decent amount of crossover voters. And, and they're pretty much, you know, tied among independents. Um, and, and so t- to me, like, doing some of the same math I did with the previous show, the most interesting part is like, okay, Trump does really well in Pennsylvania now. And we, ha- we asked some questions to give some incl- inkling, you know, why that's happening. Inflation is the number one issue. But number two in Pennsylvania is ener- energy policy. That's, that's the number two issue. And that doesn't match the national trends. Um, so you, people are mad potentially about some of the Biden platform, but Trump wins big in Pennsylvania. And I can look at the Trump lead and compare it to the lead that, you know, um, Dr. Oz doesn't have over Fetterman. Um, Oz is doing eight points worse and he's doing nine points worse among men, 20 points worse than Trump among younger voters, just like Nevada. And seven points worse among white voters, 32 points worse than Trump among Hispanic voters. Uh, okay, 11 hang, points. Can, yeah. Can, can you hang on one second? I want to just hold you through the break for a minute. Got Alex DeGrasse. Sure. Mark Mitchell from Rasmussen. Alex DeGrasse from Team Elise. We're going through some math. Two weeks from game day. Short commercial break. Back in the war room in just a moment. It's all started. Everything's begun. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, There's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand. End quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver 
with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Uh, welcome back. Mark Mitchell, uh, against conventional wisdom, if you look at the crosstabs and you really think about the Rasmussen, your poll, uh, you would have President Trump go back into Pennsylvania big league, right? Because it looks like uh, Pennsylvania embraces the MAGA movement. Am I incorrect there, sir? Uh, I, the numbers are clear to me. Trump wins by six points over Biden in a hypothetical 2024 rematch in the same poll where people only give the Republicans a plus one lead in the generic ballot. And there are, I mean, and here's the biggest one, the parts, the demographics with which the candidates are underperforming are what, you know, are ones where Trump performs well. So to me, he should get in there absolutely and help get that message across the party lines to those vulnerable swing voters. Absolutely. Let me just not looking at Rasmussen, but looking at other, uh, you know, polling that's coming out, particularly the, the big shifts, the right track, wrong tracks, generic ballots, all that. Just give us your assessment. Give us the Rasmussen take on where they see things overall. Uh, Steve, I don't follow the other pollsters. I, you know, the swings, we're usually out front when there's a swing. Part of that is because we do a lot of daily polling where other people don't with the daily presidential tracking. Here's a scoop. Pre- president's ab- approval, uh, Biden's approval, we've had a little bit higher than other pollsters recently over the last couple, couple months. I think we accurately picked up this sort of abortion swing. His approval's starting to drop this week again, going back down to where it was, you know, 40 and maybe even a little lower. Um, but as far as election indicators, I haven't seen anything breaking major, but I'd say that most of those indicators were somewhat positive for the Republicans. So here's the, here's still the things the Republicans have in their quiver. They have a comfortable lead, again, on the generic ballot still, right? Uh, they have pretty low right direction, wrong track numbers. Are they much lower than they've been throughout all of Biden's term? No, but they're low. We're talking 29% of voters think the country's going on the right track. Biden approval is low and also lower than it's been for Trump or Obama at this point in the, in their midterm cycles by, you know, five, six points. So, so that's a big deal also. And I think to me, one of the, the key ones, I, you know, especially looking at the Pennsylvania poll, especially looking with how many undecided independents there are and people that just aren't sure about these candidates is that we retested it again last week and nationwide Republicans still have uh, an enthusiasm edge. And so what I mean by that is we ask uh, everybody, national voters, how excited are you about voting in the midterms? 
And among people that say very excited, the Republicans had, I think it was a six point lead over Democrats. And that doesn't sound like much, but it's a real signal because in, in 2018, we asked very similar questions and it was exactly the same across parties. So to me, that's the biggest standout indicator. And it's like, get excited about voting, get other people excited about voting, right? Let's have some rallies. Own your own your vote and then own the 10 people who helped them own their vote in the other 10. Um, Mark, I want to make sure everybody gets full access to everything that you guys put out in Rasmussen. Where are they supposed to go? Um, yeah, absolutely. Rasmussenreports.com and sign up for free daily updates, get in our mailing list, and at least you'll get a daily digest of all the polls we run. So you'll get them the exact day they come out. Um, our Twitter uh, feed is very hot. Uh, we also cover some topics you're not going to see covered in many other places. Uh, as pollsters, we're super concerned about election integrity. And so we've been going deep dive on that. So definitely our Twitter feed. But for the folks that aren't on Twitter, we parrot pretty much everything over to Gab Getter and True Social. And then finally, love to have everybody in the YouTube channel. I've been doing sort of these six, seven minute snippets where I go into the polls and it's all free. It's stuff that's in the cross tabs that otherwise you'd have to pay for on our site. And I go into some of the internals and, you know, the takeaways. And also one of the great things we have is a lot of historical polling so we can see how things trend over time. You're also up on Rumble too. Do people, can people get you on Rumble? Yeah, we're up on Rumble and yep. uh, coming to locals very soon. Not sure what that's going to look like yet, but really excited about it. Uh, Mark Mitchell, Rasmussen, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Steve. Alex DeGrasse, uh, you've been right on so many of these. You, you told our audience in the two to three week out, you're going to start seeing, you think, the big shift, and particularly what you said since they're on defense, 80% of their dollars are on defense, 80% of ours are on offense, you're going to start seeing people get thrown under the bus. Walk us through where you stand this morning, Alex DeGrasse from Team Elise. <clears throat> sure, Steve. So it's exactly right. It's been quite the ride. I think the most important top line number, Steve, is when you look at the real clear political um, you know, average, they've got their site where they track races. They have shifted 22 House seats. And I think I sent that over to Cameron if they've got the latest House shifts including moving our America First champion, Caroline Levitt, into the lean Republican column from a toss-up. But again, since October 1st, Steve, the independent ratings have shifted 22 seats, all of them towards the Republican Party. And so that is, frankly, we've never seen that type of momentum in October when it really matters. But we're seeing more than just that, Steve. We're seeing Democrats, obviously, in free fall, Sean Patrick Maloney, completely imploding, now diverting money from the National Democrat Party to shore up the fourth, actually, I guess the fifth in charge Democrat out of all 200 and whatever they have. So we've never seen them in type of danger like that before. And you're going to start seeing them chopping at the bit. They already are. They're in the media. They're blaming. They're whining. But the offensive is going on now, and people need to stay engaged and get organized and, and continue getting out the vote. We're already having early votes start in New York on Saturday. That's early in-person voting. Obviously, mail ballots are out across the board. And we're seeing a significant enthusiasm um, advantage towards Republicans in some areas up to 10 points. And why that's important for the audience is you look at these polls, Steve, and you have Republicans leading on the generic ballot by three or four points. And that's usually when the polling sample favors Democrats by about five or six points. And so when you then kind of recalculate the poll based off of enthusiasm, so Obviously, if there are more Republicans saying they're more likely to vote and more enthusiastic to vote, then that electorate sample will change. And that is when you start getting really, really deep. 
Nate Cohn at the New York Times came out today and said if Republicans overperform, move the numbers by seven points, I believe, I think he said we could pick up 50 seats. I'll pull that exact quote. I think I said it to you earlier. Yeah. What does that mean? I, if, yeah, he said on, if we shift, things, if we two, shift. Hang, yeah, hang on. on. Two, two things I want to go through. This is monumental. This is what we call the break. Real clear politics and looking at the average polls, they have shifted 22 seats in total and all those to Republicans to, to the Republican side. I think they're 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 there when you look at their average, isn't real clear politics right pointing towards a forty seven seat pickup? Yeah. Roughly. They think the range is and anywhere so, between twelve to forty seven, exactly. Averaging twenty nine point five. And if you look up there, you can kind of see they already had baked in the house flipping, and then you've got the thirty five swing seats in addition, and then some lean Republican, sorry, lean Democrat, which we're actually leading or tied in many of those lean Democrat and likely Democrat seats. It's all within the margins, Steve. All of these races are either up, down, within the margins, tied, with about 15 to 20 seats banked for Republicans at this point is what we see. So it's really going to come critical down to some of those top 74 targeted seats, which you can see at redwave2022.com and get a readout on how those seats are organized based off President Trump's margins. I want everybody to go to Red Wave. We're going to get to back in a second. What um, Team Elise and uh, and Alex have set up is one site you can go to and get a kind of battle map for all. Go back to Nate Cohen because this is uh, very important. He's one of the guys they all listen to on the left uh, at the New York Times. What uh, Walk me through what he said and, and how realistic is that analysis when you say plus seven? Just take a second and walk us through that. Yeah, so what he said was if every district um, finishes seven points better than the 2020 presidential election result, Republicans would come away with 259 seats, an almost 50-seat net gain and the largest Republican majority in over 100 years. So that is the New York Times. That is this morning breaking news. The number we're in some areas, we're overperforming 10 to 15 points. And so, um, you know, it's definitely going to be a battle of inches, trench warfare, as we've talked about. But you know, the, our plan is working at the top level. The party is executing. We can use all the help we can get. You know, the plan of kind of waiting till we can see the whites of our, their eyes, pushing forward on all fronts, Senate, governor, House, you know, the super PACs dumping in, defining the Democrats for their votes, their votes in support of Biden's created crises. And you're starting to see these ads of vicious personal destruction from the Democrats. They're running scared. They have nothing to run on. The January 6th thing is a scam. Abortion is faltering. In fact, it's actually turning out to be using against them. As we talked about in the show, Steve, they have no answer for what limits they want on abortions. And the American people are against that overwhelmingly, actually. No, the issue set has 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 created on them. January 6th, people don't want to hear about. Uh, and the abortion thing is you're absolutely correct because Katie Hobbs, these people, and they're sitting there going, there's no limit at all. That's actually gotten to be a positive. They don't have one issue that they can stand on right now. And this this is in our issue set. That's where they're going to get more and more vicious. What about the, the Politico story that they're having problems with African-Americans turning out? They're having problems with uh, Hispanics turning out. And you're seeing this in the in the Stacey Abrams problem in Georgia. She looks like she could get blown out. Alex DeGrasse. Yeah, that's right. I mean, they have a massive enthusiasm issue. The Democrats don't have a reason to go vote. Their core constituencies are not enthusiastic. That's why a lot of this noise is out there, Steve. They're running a fear-mongering campaign because they're running from behind and they have to energize their own base to get them to the polls because they're not going to turn out. 
Young people are less likely to vote than ever before. Those are traditionally Democrat voters, obviously African-Americans and Hispanics, many of them coming over to vote for Republicans and giving us a solid look. Again, like I said, in our battleground seat, Steve, we're essentially leading with Hispanics or tied uh, in multiple states. Democrats are retreating from South Texas, retreating from Arizona, even retreating from parts of Los Angeles, which is unprecedented. They're moving money out of a Oregon seat that Biden won by nine and moving into shore up a seat in Oregon that Biden won by 14. And really, that shows everything you need to know about this cycle. Can you hang on one second? I just want to ask about yeah. New York and New York State. This is fascinating. Where one of the bastions, you know, Lisa's strategy, she's already pierced the veil in New England. But New York is totally in play, up and down the ticket. Short commercial break. Alex DeGrasse from Team Elise works with the NRCC. We also have Dave Bratt. Lots of capital markets, economic news that ties to politics. All next. Where? In the war room. Friends, if you're thinking about stocking up on emergency food because of what's going on in the world, now is the time to do it. Farmers are warning everyone who will listen. Food shortages are next. That's why I urge you to go to preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com right now. To help the American family, My Patriot Supply is offering a 20% discount off their three-month emergency food kit. This kit provides delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks for one person for three solid months. As you know, this food stays fresh for up to 25 years, so it's ready the moment you need it. And it's designed to give you more than 2,000 calories a day. That's 2,000 calories a day. So you won't go hungry and you'll keep up your strength during any crisis. Save 20% on this three-month kit at preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com. Stock up now with the price this low. Your orders ship fast and free in unmarked boxes for your privacy. Go to preparewithbannon.com right now. Preparewithbannon.com right now. Take action. Use your agency. Action, action, action. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, in the second hour, Mike Lindell is going to join us. Huge piece on Mike Lindell today. Actually, I think it's a very complimentary piece in The Guardian. They didn't mean it that way, but you, if you read it, I think you'll come away and think, Mike Lindell, what a, what a warrior. MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM. You've got all – go to our square. you got all the sales, sheet sets, pillows, uh, moccasins, slippers, bathrobes, all of it. So make sure you go there today and check it out. Alex DeGrasse, it was sad yesterday. They, they had Biden – I saw it because we monitor MSNBC and CNN so our audience doesn't have to. Um, and they had this thing. He's getting cheers and applause, and he's talking. And it turns out he's over at the head. They rolled him out to the headquarters of the TNCC. <laughs> Two weeks ago before an election, he's over there, and they're, like, cheering and clapping him on. It's sad. They don't want this guy anywhere because he's totally radioactive. The particular place that's shocking that he's not going is New York and New York State. The job you guys have done there is nothing short of monumental. It's amazing that we're, we've pierced the veil in, in New England, in Rhode Island, and Connecticut, in New Hampshire, and uh, Vermont. But what you guys have done in New Jersey and now in New York State is monumental. The, the, the governor, the attorney general, horse race. You've got, the, uh, you've got, I don't know, 15 seats in play in the House. And where did it start, Alex DeGrasse, with your warnings on this show months and months ago? Where did, where did all this start in New York State? 
Well, absolutely. I think it even started before that, Steve, when we were looking at redistricting. If we go back, Democrats tried to illegally gerrymander us down to three states in New York with the possibility of picking up two. We're on the precipice of picking up possibly having 15 seats, picking up six, seven seats. You know, the map is so deep in New York. Obviously, we can flip the house just in New York. New York Times did a big uh, story on that. It's Elisa's leadership. It's a big team effort. We have the best candidates ever running. Hudson Valley, Long Island, with Lee Zeldin, the race is tied. And it's so important. Elisa and I, we've been out all over upstate New York, and we've been doing these huge rallies for Lee and for other Republican candidates, Steve. And people are coming up to me. They're watching the show. Uh, it was definitely pretty humbling. But the reality is we need upstate New York to turn out. Lee Zeldin and the Republican ticket have done something that no Republican has done. He's gotten over 30 percent now in multiple polls. The critical battleground is now upstate New York. We have to run out the numbers in MAGA country, upstate yeah. New York. We need to turn out in record numbers to deliver this win. We cannot afford to have Lee Zeldin pick 30 up, pick up, you know, get 30 percent in the city and us not turn out the numbers that we need. Yeah. It's all on the line. This, this, in this, this is this is Virginia all over again. The Commonwealth, we had 100% MAGA turnout. We need 100%. Everybody that knows somebody in New York State, get this is a, this could be a monumental win for MAGA. All MAGA must turn out in upstate New York. If we do that, you're going to have a Republican governor, attorney general, and you're going to pick up tw- a dozen to 15 uh, House seats. We need all of MAGA to turn out. Everybody to the ramparts right now. What you guys have Absolutely. done is extraordinary. So, Alex, how do people get all the details of this? Where do they go? How do they have questions? Where, who do they contact? Because people are more engaged. It's two weeks to go. Everybody's on the ramparts. Tell me what they should do. Well, certainly you can email team at elisforcongress.com. Team at elisforcongress. We've got um, nice ladies and gentlemen on there answering emails and connecting about prospective volunteers with their campaigns. Team Elise volunteers are making uh, hundreds of thousands of calls a week nationwide into New York for these critical battleground seats. We would love to get you on the phones, love to get you calling voters in these battleground seats. You can call from Wyoming. You can call from Iowa. You can call from anywhere in New York, from your home, on your smartphone. You can go to www.redwave2022.com. You can see all those seats. See what you need to get to done. You know, look where these seats are. See if it's a Trump seat, if it's not a Trump seat, um, and where we need you to get into the fight. It's so important that we execute now. Get your list of 10 voters. Check in with them now. Make sure they have a plan. Get them to get a list of 10 people and get everyone out to flood the polls in person because we have the ability to change history here and secure the republic for a generation, frankly, and obviously save every state. No, no, you can, you can, this is the destruction of the Democratic Party as a national political institution. It'll take them a decade, a decade of infighting. They'll be absolutely powerless. If you've ever dreamed of this, if you've ever complained about it, if you ever bitched and moaned about it, now's the time that actually it's right there in front of you. All you have to do is act. And the, one of the things that you just said there, you can be anywhere in the nation and be manning one of these phone banks. Everybody's going to want a piece of this. You're going to be able to sit there. Hey, I was t- I was calling and I was putting in four or five hours a day or at night or whatever. You don't need to stroke a check. If you can do that, fine. But that's not the entry. What entry here is your spirit and your indomitable will. Alex DeGrasse, how do they follow you on social media, sir? I'm on at DeGrasse at Getter, at Alex DeGrasse on Truth, DeGrasse 81 on Twitter. Um, and so that's where I'm at. I love hearing from everyone. It's been great to be out on the trail. We're going out west. We're going to Mohawk Valley, going to central New York, up to the north country. We've got rallies planned the next couple of days. 
So you can check that out on my boss, Elise's page. We're, we're out there. So let's make sure we get out the vote. Thanks, Steve. Upstate New York. Seriously, the, 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 the future of the Republic is in your hands. Upstate New York. We have a MAGA turnout, 100% MAGA turnout. There'll be victory. Lee Zeldin is doing the job he's got to do down in Manhattan and down the southern part of the state. It's time. If we deliver MAGA, it'll be perfect. It'll be just like the Yonkin situation in the Commonwealth. Alex, thank you very much. Thanks, Steve. We're going to have expanded coverage here. Obviously, we have a new executive editor, Natalie. We're, we're rebooting some things, so we're much more timely and sense of urgency, uh, even more than the war room has been in the past. One of the things we're doing is really lo- using the live streaming. You see this on Real America's Voice, live streaming on Getter, uh, to make sure we get more contact with the posse, more interaction. So we've asked Grace Chung, the queen of the trolls, and, uh, and Mo Bannon to kind of take this for action. It's actually fantastic. I'm going to dip in and out of these as we go. Today, there's, I think, four. Uh, we're going to be covering a lot of rallies, but particularly these debates. So, Mo, walk me through what the coverage is today. And where people, first, got to download the Getter app. But then once you've downloaded that, where do they go? Which ones are you covering today and what times? So there are four debates today. Like you said, Caroline Levitt's debate is from 4 to 5 p.m. Um, on. You can find it on my Getter. And then Zeldin uh, Hochul debate will be streamed by Grace, and that's at 7 to 8 p.m. And I will be covering the Tudor-Dixon debate also from 7 to 8 p.m. And then we will finish out the evening covering the Dr. Oz and Fetterman debate. Um, and that will also be on my getter. And my getter is Maureen underscore Bannon, and Grace's getter is Grace Chong. <laughs> so after Caroline, which is huge for this audience, starting at 7, I want to go back through that one more time because these are... These are three big ones in a row. Just walk me through that again. Seven o'clock. The first one is what? Um, Tudor Dixon's debate, and I will be covering that on my Getter page. And then Lee Zeldin's debate will be covered by Grace on her Getter page. Those are both at 7 to 8 p.m. And then right after both of those, we will both be jumping on live together to cover the Dr. Oz Fetterman debate. Okay, fantastic. Um, Grace, why do people, I've been amazed, you did the rally the other night, the engagement, the, 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 the sense of sharing of information, of ideas and opinions I love. Walk me through, how are you guys building this? Because we want tens of thousands of people on this. Tell me how you guys are doing it. It's been an amazing experience. We want the War Room Posse to come and just join and chat with us, ask us questions. And it's been Great, because we've been getting to know the posse on a more personal level and really interacting in these live chats. So really thankful for Getter. And um, and we just want all the War Room Posse to join us and and continue the live streams. And it's it's been amazing. Okay, perfect. So I want this up everywhere in all the live chats. How do you get to you guys? Starts at 4 o'clock today. Our own Caroline Levitt. Remember. Caroline would not be there if it was not for this posse. We got to we got to drive this across the finish line. She will be a great congressman. She will be a great congressman. So I want everybody to start there at four o'clock. Okay, guys, thank you very much, Captain Bannon and uh, Grace Chung. Thank you. I want to bring in Dave Brat now. Dave, before I get to the capital markets and the economics of it all, I, I got to ask you. You've you've played. You've been in this situation before when it cut against you. When you see this wave building, what's your assessment of where we are right now? And 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 take the partisanship out of it. Just when you look at this math, uh, having you you're on the receiving end of a wave one time, not not a red wave. What's your assessment of where we are right now? 
Yeah, no, I, I think the momentum does break in the last couple weeks uh, in politics. Uh, and then uh, the, the biggest deal right now is just the unsettled nature of, of the American consumer and the American family getting hit on all the dinner table issues, right? Uh, the prices of food are up, you know, double digits at least. Uh, gasoline still up. Uh, just there, there's no calm here. Everything, the world's unsettled. Uh, Xi Jinping uh, just had a uh, a, a total uh, re redevelopment uh, of what the Chinese uh, economy is going to look like and how that's going to affect us very negatively. Uh, Russia, Ukraine, terrible headlines. Everything is upside down right now. And I think uh, most all Americans just want a return to some sanity. So I, I, I think there's going to be a huge uh, realignment here. And like you said, it's not, I don't think it's the old partisan thing. I think there's a realignment uh, of just getting back to America, going to work, uh, the, the, the K to 12 test scores are decimated from shutting down the schools. Uh, small businesses are decimated from shutting down the small business. Uh, everyone knows in hindsight, uh, those are some bad moves, o overreacted totally. Uh, and so uh, I, I see some huge, huge moves coming up uh, in the few weeks uh, uh, in elections and beyond. We, we've got this uh, some of the news we'll cover on the economics coming up. Uh, we got five to 10 year rebuilding project. And I think the American people are getting serious and know that that's that's the case now. That's a, a five to 10 year rebuild on the economy. Do we have time to play some of the Janet Yellen? Can, 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 let's, play, uh, let's play half of the Janet Yellen. We'll go to break and then we'll bring Brad in. Let's go. Uh, interview last night. We're going to get Dave Brad. This is this is what we're dealing with when he talks about a five to 10 year rebuild. Let's go ahead and play. I think inflation will come down. People will feel better about the economy as that occurs, and I have so no recession. I, it, I can't rule out the risk of one, but as I said, I believe there is a path toward um, bringing inflation down with in the context of a strong labor market. What most struck you? from the interview with Secretary Yellen yesterday. She said she's staying on the job after the midterms, right? There's so much scuttlebutt out there that post midterms, she's not gonna be in that position anymore. She said she wants to stay on, but remember, if we see Democrats lose two weeks from now, you have to assume that some of the president's economic advisors will have to shoulder some of the blame. Janet Yellen herself, along with the rest of the administration, was keen to say a year ago, I interviewed her, and she said inflation's transitory. It's only going to be short term. Eh -eh, it wasn't. And she might have to pay for that. Brad, that's MSNBC, Stephanie Rule, just ripping on her that she's going to have to. Somebody's going to be held accountable. Somebody's going to walk the plank. We've got a minute to break. Give me your assessment of that. Yeah, I, I think the uh, accounting is coming up in a couple of weeks uh, on the one hand. And then uh, on this show, we've been covering, right, uh, England had a uh, sovereign debt crisis a couple of weeks ago. We're $31 trillion in debt. The Fed has to slow down the economy. They're raising interest rates. Uh, there's a layman moment still coming. The financial markets are way jittery. Uh, there's a little calm right now this week, uh, but the storm's still coming. And so, yeah, they're they're not serious. And uh, as we'll get in, they're, they're so unserious. They're talking about increasing spending uh, in the lame duck session, uh, raising the debt ceiling. Right. And, okay. and, and then Biden says that will reduce inflation. Right. No. Wrong. Wrong direction. <laughs> wrong direction. 
Dave Brad, the dean of the business school down at Liberty, former congressman, is going to join us after the break. We're going to get into more economics, capital markets next in the war room. If you want to know what the left's real plan is for your kids, just look at the reaction to the work Patriot Mobile did in multiple school districts in the great state of Texas. The left is losing their minds. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider and a force for conservative values. This is because they take a portion of your bill and fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and guess what? They're winning. Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they use multiple major networks. Plus, you're supporting conservative values with every call. Now go to PatriotMobile.com. That's one word. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call the following number, 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with the offer code Bannon. Special discounts are also available for veterans and first responders. Join our movement. Make the switch today and a difference tomorrow. That's patriotmobile.com slash Bannon, patriotmobile.com slash Bannon, or call 972-PATRIOT. Make an impact. Use your agency. Action, action, action. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, not to get ahead of ourselves, but to get ahead of ourselves. Um, you know, everybody, this is all about getting out the vote. Step one. Step two, and we're going to have people in the second hour volunteering and making sure that you're thwarting uh, Mark Elias. And these guys are going to try to jump into federal court and steal these elections. Okay. These are the architects of the steal. By the way, the, the numbers are so bad for Biden. You realize he couldn't have gotten 81 million votes. Hmm. It's two years. Come on. The math is so hard on this. It's so simple. Uh, but th- very quickly, and I said this this morning on the uh, on um, with Ed Henry this morning, the um, on the morning show, I spent a few minutes with him and said, "Look, you, you're going to have this orgy of beyond spending. It's the Democrats. If we do our job, they're going to be gone for a decade. Nancy Pelosi's finished, Steny Hoyer's finished, Clyburn's finished. All that old guys are gone. They're going to have a new generation. It's going to take them." a decade to get back into power, if ever. This could be like 1932 or like right after the Civil War. 10, 20, 30 years out of power. Long time. In doing that, they got one shot to pay off their donors, to pay off their uh, sponsors, to pay off their corporate allies. One shot. And that is what's called the lame duck. And we got to get to the ramparts because on Sunday morning when he woke up, the Hill newspaper, which everybody goes to on Sunday morning to check out what, what's the big political thing before the talk shows. It was not about the horse races, not about the right track, wrong track, nothing had to do with the debt ceiling. 
That is a signal, ladies and gentlemen. And Biden's talking about it nonstop. He talked about it yesterday, the DNCC, the debt ceiling. Why? They understand. When I say that MAGA is the head of the creditors committee, I'm not trying to be funny. You essentially have the leverage. You are the head of the country's bankrupt. Everybody knows it. Capital markets know it. We just got to continue the scam on. So you have a creditors committee. You're the head of it. That means you're the immovable object. Dave Bratt, why is all of a sudden this obscure thing called the debt ceiling we've been talking about now, everybody's talking about Axios's lead story last night, the debt ceiling. Lead story in the Hill Sunday morning, the debt ceiling. Why in the middle of a horse race? You know why? Because the Democrats understand it's over. Okay, they got that. They're, they've moved on to the project they've got to do to make sure they get they extract as much they extract as much from the swamp as possible in the sixty days after the election day, Brett. Yeah, that's right. They know which way the wind's blowing, and you know the forcing function uh, we haven't had uh, in twenty or thirty years, and by, and by that I mean inflation is up, so there's no more cheating. Uh, you can't just do these you know, willy-nilly huge spending uh, things. England just found out, right? They had a sovereign debt crisis two weeks ago uh, because of crazy fiscal dominance, uh, fiscal policy running the show uh, when they're already in bad shape. Well, we got $31 trillion in debt. The interest rates are going way up. The Fed looks like they're going to hold strong. We'll see about that. Uh, and so that puts huge new pressure. And so, for by the way, I just want to know. Hang on, yeah. hang on one second. I just want to note right there. I'm not agreeing. I don't agree with that. I think they've skipped the November pop in December. They're talking about 50 basis points versus 70. I, uh, just, I, I just want to make for a historical record. I just want to put my pen in to keep on. I, I think they're going dovish. I think they're going to be doves. But keep going, sir. Yeah, I, I know. We'll, I know. We'll see. They, uh, <laughs> we'll see. And so, anyway, right? It, it's still we got interest rates going up. Uh, we're waiting for a layman moment still, right? We're not done with this uh, stock market drama. There's there's months and months to come. And so in the midst of this, now, I, I mean, it, it's just a, a shame to have our national leaders going back to the trough, uh, going, putting their hands out for trillions of dollars to raise the debt ceiling uh, when we should be going in the opposite direction. We should be clamping down on the debt, uh, getting serious about our fiscal house, uh, and, and it's just shocking to see on, on but, the Democrats. But, but remember, side, but remember one thing. I want to I want, remember. They're, you're going to start hearing about Social Security, Medicare, nonstop between now and Election Day because they're yeah. going to say they're, yeah. these barbarians are going to use the debt ceiling. These MAGA, mega MAGA, ultra MAGA, as the old man totters around, and he's he's trying to scare people about Social Security, Medicare. This is not about Social Security, Medicare. They're not going to be touched. You got you got far more systemic problems than than than, than that. But, but you guys, I've been in these wars with the debt ceiling now for a decade. Um, you, you got you were there. Tell us what's going to happen, Dave Brad. What, what, because we never take a hard stand. We always crater and, and fold. We always fold at the end. Why is that? Uh, well, because of money and uh, the love of money and the love of power. Uh, they need uh, ten uh, Senate Republicans, right? Just like last time, and they got them. Uh, Mitch McConnell delivered them. Uh, sold out country uh, on the debt that uh, they're forcing us into just the most serious economic consequences uh, for your kids in the next generation that you can imagine. And so usually it's just the same old script, right? I, I was every year happened the same way. Debt ceiling would come up uh, and the Freedom Caucus was way better than most. We'd hold our ground. 
Uh, but at the end of the day, the leadership would put so much pressure on everybody. Any committee assignments, if you wanted to get reelected, you needed 10 million or whatever. I never got a dime. That's why, you know, I, I lost the last wave. Uh, but they put extraordinary pressure on everybody uh, to get you to sell out. And they'll offer you a little trinket in exchange for trillions of dollars. And uh, no congressman or woman should be doing any of that funny business. Uh, Dave, give us your so the debt ceiling. We're gonna get everybody up to speed on this. Uh, you've got some thoughts on uh, on China and and what happened yeah. over the weekend. What are those? Yeah, well, the, uh, the there's very very serious news now that has uh, consequences. And, and I'm not just singing a sad tune to you know scare people here, uh, but the restructuring of China uh, will be on the map for the next ten or twenty years uh, unless they crack up. They're going toward total Marxist central planning and. and Go to their document on the 20th uh, Communist Party Congress, right? Three main moves. Uh, what Xi Jinping, totally in charge, gets rid of the number two guy, Li Keqiang, and then removes Hu Jintao, an, another senior leader, uh, just humiliates him in public. So they make a full move, a uh, full ideological move to full-on Marxism uh, in writing. All the language is there. You can go check it out. For folks yeah, who don't a, know a, what a that means... Yeah. Just hang to, just hang through the break yeah. for a second. We'll give all your social media. Short break, Dave Brat, and many, many other stars on the other side. 90 seconds. Back in the war room. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. 
You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 